why don't you want to remote view? Because it's witchcraft. Hey, everybody. Welcome to <laughs> Far Out Dudes. <laughs> it's, another it's another week, week and, and another Far, far Out conversation. conversation for you. Oh, <clears> I'm <throat> one of your hosts, Jacob, and the other co-host, Paul. Oh, and myself, Joseph. Hey, I thought Joseph. you were going to point at me like you did Jacob. No, I... Oh, it was funny because I said, I'm one of your hosts, and then I posted to pointed to Jacob. Posted to Jacob. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, do we? Do you want to be called Paul? I don't, does it we matter? Give you mix. We're, you're you're uh, focusing too much on minor details that don't matter. As, so, uh, as what's her name from yes, the country music matter. once said, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, okay. wait, no, it was the guy who said that. So today what we're going to be talking about is no memory holes again. And, well, we were going to do an out-of-body experience from the Monroe Society or something like that, Robert Monroe's mm-hmm. thing. But Joseph didn't bring the ping pong ball. So you don't have ping pong balls And I don't want to it's I don't want to do it at the studio because it's witchcraft. It's not well, are you going to come, not you're gonna come over anything. to my studio? No. Then we're going to have to do it here. Oh. Do you have ping pong balls? You're going to open up I gates. know you got to have a ping pong ball. I don't have ping pong balls. That's I, a freaking if, lie. If you would have gotten with me five years ago where I was still an alcoholic, I would have had ping pong balls for you. Well, Joseph didn't bring the ping pong ball. And a lot ball. of solo co- cups, <laughs> but I do not anymore. Joseph does not have the ping pong ball, so we're not going to do the out of body. So I had to scramble and get some uh, memory holes for you guys. Mmm, delicious memory holes. And the first memory hole we're going to do... Is what's the first hole? Let me so, just, uh, oh, you know what? You know what I would think it would be. We're going to go right to the now? back nine. <laughs> you know what it would be interesting to do right now what? is you bring up the topic, uh-huh. and I bring up the most recent articles from that topic, uh-huh. and see if anything that you're going to bring is actually in any of these news articles. Okay. To see okay. how much the news media in the media has left out. How about that? Okay. The first one is going to be. The Department of Defense bought a ton of Fitbits, and the the soldiers wearing them, mm-hmm. all their locations were being tracked. So people were able to figure out secret bases, uh, hideouts for spies, mm-hmm. and like uh, a lot of facilities they didn't want people to know about. So go ahead and look <laughs> it up. Okay. So, I mean, you basically just kind of gave the whole story away, but let's see what happened. Yummy. Tracking well, your fitness to oh, top sorry. secret facilities. Oh, I thought you were just gonna see if it if it was still showing up. Well, I was gonna. I wanted what I wanted to do is tell you, like you say it's uh, the Defense Department bought Fitbits, and then I wanted to Google and see oh, what kind of articles okay, I okay, find okay. to see if they left any of that information out. Okay, like if they were to look it up, but it's just interesting to see if like how many people out there had heard about this before. I've heard actually before I look show you these articles. I actually heard about. Uh, the military, the U.S. military, d- telling their people to get off of TikTok because <clears throat> TikTok's owned by China. China has yes. a lot of tracking and different things on that. And so basically that was kind of the same uh, ideas that China was basically able to find a bunch of different um, facilities and things like that from the military. So they bought, all these, they bought all these Fitbits and didn't like secure them or anything. They're just, here's a bunch of Fitbits. Yeah. Here you go. DOJ reviews Google's $2.1 billion deal to buy Fitbit amid data privacy concerns, according to media reports. 
That's this not, doesn't really have to do with this was in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. The U.S. De- uh, this was is an article from Fierce Healthcare, and it the article was written in December eleventh, two thousand nineteen, by Heather Landy, mm. and she she writes the U.S. The U.S. Justice Department will review the plans by Google to buy fitness trackers maker uh, Fitbit for possible antitrust. Oh no, this is has nothing to do with it. This is just a uh, an article about Google buying Fitbit. Okay, so that's so that's yeah, not like even what? it's it's an article about Google buying Fitbit. It has nothing to do with no. Yeah, that's why I was like that doesn't really seem to yeah. Connect. So okay, so I thought there was going to be a bunch of articles on this, but it's not. Fitbit receives two point award for Army for COVID nineteen doctor on demand seventeen point one. Struggling Fitbit now has five ex employees who face criminal charges. Wow, tracking your Fitbit to top secret facilities. Five DOD rules for wearable devices. Turn your Fitbit off. Oh, here you go. So clearance uh, clearance jobs uh, has an article that says tracking your fitness in top secret facilities. Five DOD rules for wearable devices. The this was in March. Oh, this was just recent. March 23rd, 2022. The latest news for Space Force's fitness changes have everyone talking about wearable fitness devices again. The Space Force has decided to veer away from the annual tests like the Army Combat Fitness Test and instead admit, aim for a more holistic approach. A key component to their fitness changes is implementing the use of a wearable fitness device like a Garmin watch or an Aura Ring. What's an Aura Ring? It's one of those rings that'll read your uh, vitals. Oh, okay. Their approach to fitness <coughs> has m- has merit, especially given the backlash that the army has received for their CrossFit like test. More Guardian will see. This doesn't say anything about uh, that particular subject. It basically got lost in the sauce, Jacob. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's a memory hole. No one uh, knows about this particular situation. Yeah. So there's. So this tell us a little bit more. Okay. So there's this website called Strava.com. Uh, if you go to Strava.com, S-T. Oh yeah, I've uh, I actually have that on my phone. It's a it's a app actually too, where you can track like your run where you run or how much you ride your bike and things like that. Yeah, that's how people were able to get this data. And there's a heat map you can go onto, and you'll see like an 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 at uh, in Antarctica. Like in the middle of nowhere, uh, the coordinates, if you go to strava.com slash heatmat, uh, pound symbol 9.80 slash 2.56143 slash minus 72.01874. Are we supposed to be looking this up right now? Because I'm just doing Oh, okay. Zero one. No, I can put that in the eight, show notes. Seven, you don't four. have to be oh, saying okay. all this. <laughs> well, I just wanted people. Okay, so that. I think one of the reasons <coughs> I couldn't find this, the okay. anything related to this, is because you told me Fitbit and not Strava. Wow. So Strava is a different app programming uh, application okay. than Fitbit. So Strava is actually out there, and there is an article by Wired that says the Strava heat map and the end of secrets. The U.S. military is reexamining secret. Uh, secret policies about fit tracker data sh- shared on social media re- reveal revealed bases and patrol routes. That's kind of a little concerning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you probably don't want that to be accessible uh, to foreign uh, entities. You don't want them to know where all your your stuff is at. And just where they're going home to. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the day. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, so there are articles on the internet about this. I think you just gave a, you gave me the wrong information. You said it was Fitbit. Mm -hmm. So instead of Strava. Wow. That's interesting though. But I do know a lot of military people who use Strava. Mm -hmm. It was was actually a, a military friend who told me like, Hey, get Strava. We can share, be friends and, and then next thing you know it, I get onto it, and a lot of other military, old military buddies were uh, requesting me as friends, too, on Strava. He's probably a Russian spy. Oh, uh, I don't think he For athletes, by athletes. But anyways, it's like, it's sort of just like maps out the whole base. Oh, because yeah, <laughs> like running routes or something like that. Yeah. And it's just exactly <clears throat> where they go. <laughs> at the amount of time they're doing it and what yeah. time they're doing it, it gives you everything that you need to know. And you can just see the pattern, the pattern. Just watch yeah. the pattern. That's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yep. They they literally have pictures. If you just Google Strava heat map military bases, you literally can see the outline of the entire base and like the streets, <laughs> the roads and everything. That's crazy. But... What about the one, I think the more interesting one, if you can tell us more about that, if you have more information, Jacob, is uh, the one in Antarctica. Is there more information on Antarctica on that? Uh, No, it's just that they have secret bases in Antarctica. Yeah, That's the that's secret. <laughs> There's I, a business insider. Uh, um, yeah, it's pretty. Look, they put, a, they put a heat map over a base right here. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's literally the the exact streets and everything. Would just think that people have most of these uh, apps and programs on their phones going while they're driving too. So it's yeah, all I was like, gonna say it's not like the one. Just Strava is the problem. It's like every mobile yeah, app, app has got that going That's on. That's why, typically, I try to turn off most of my apps on on my uh, phone. But shoot, a lot of times they just come back on on the, their own. Yeah, I mean they did when they say they listen to you through your phone. They lit. It, it, I'm pretty sure they literally listen. La, 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 so la, la, la. here, here's to our listeners. Uh, what other apps do you know that keep track of most of your movements and that have like we we obviously have Strava, your cell phone uh, that is keeping uh, that has like the heat signatures and the movements of basically almost all military bases around the world. What other apps or do you know that have uh, exposed um, secret military or cults or things like that that we don't know about that y'all may know, you know? Like what else is out there that has been discovered from these programs and apps and computer uh, programmings that has uh, yeah. exposed a lot of there's a secrets? Tweet. Yeah, there's a tweet right here that says you can also triv- trivially scrape segments to get a list of people who've traveled their route or trivially obtained a list of users. So you can get those people who are traveling that route, not so much find those people and see what the route is too. Yeah. You can see who else is traveling that route with them. Yeah. So you can, so you can just keep digging deeper and deeper. Yeah. 
So there's basically people that you can, I mean, if, if they're after somebody that has information, they can just say, oh, this person constantly goes into here. Let's, yeah. let's like, oh, kidnap every them month and find out they, what they know. Yeah, where are they going every month? Where are they meeting these people? And you see that one line going somewhere and then coming right back. Yeah. And that's it. That's crazy. What else, Jacob? What else do you got on that particular topic? Uh, Nothing much, but a lot of people use Strava if you look at the heat map. Yeah. I yeah. I had it myself. A I actually ton of now what exactly took is it Strava? Because this is new to me. What what say that again? What is Strava exactly? Oh Strava. Well, so Strava is a uh, it's basically a health and fitness app. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded it because a friend said get on Strava, mm-hmm. and basically it's something like you can share each other's workouts. Like uh, that's cool. I was I was using it because uh, my buddy that used to live here. He uh, rode bikes all the time, and mm-hmm. he was like, get on Strava, ride your bike, and let's challenge each other and everything. And so he would ride his bike, and then I would ride my bike, and we would, like, show things. Obviously, he was a lot better, and a lot of times I wouldn't even use it at all. <laughs> so, but basically, I would get also notifications every time he took a route, mm-hmm. and he would share it with people and, like, show everybody, like, how far he rode. And, and then if you have more friends then you join them, they show you their routes, their hikes, their, where they're going. So it's basically a nice little, it tracks your fitness, but it's also tracking you for, and, and yeah, probably. Okay. So it's like a fitness. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Social media. Yeah. And you can have your friends, you can comment on each other and things like that. But I think how well is there uh cybersecurity on that? You know, the mm-hmm. fact that it's being exposed and letting everybody see the military bases, their cybersecurity is not very strong. Well, I mean, they have a map available to the public. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And that's the thing, too. I don't think they thought that far ahead of, yeah. oh, military people are going to be using this to give out. You know what I mean? Like, they're just a company wanting to make an a uh, uh, fitness app, you know what I mean? I think that's exactly what they thought was going to happen. Or maybe it's a it's a deeper than that. Thing. Yeah. Like, hey, let's run it as a uh, fitness thing to where, yeah. hey, you're going to get some military people in there. Slowly but surely, it yeah. grows. And they were like, we want to track everywhere Jacob goes because he's our hot topic. We want to. Look at that. He went to work and he went home. Oh, snap. What happened 12 hours later? <gasps> he went to work and then he went home. Oh, he snap. did My this for five months where straight. I work and I never told it. He went to, uh, he keeps going to Whataburger. <laughs> what's going on? What, what, what's the suspicious What informant thing? does he have there? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-oh. His, uh, his patterns changed. He's going <gasps> to Chipotle Shib- more. Shibley's Donuts. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, right. he Look up <laughs> CIA sex slave industry. Uh, that kind of rings a bell. Not that I have anything to do with it. <laughs> so as I type this into Google, <laughs> let me, sh- what, what is it called when Google tries to finish what you're autocomplete? Tr- it's, uh, it's Google's trying to autocomplete what I'm searching. What do you think that it, I put CIA sex slave industry, but it added two more words. What do you think those two more words say? Uh, pizza? No. Se- CIA sex slave industry. In Antarctica. Oh, it's because you were just we were just talking about Antarctica. Yeah, but why would <laughs> you think that it's automatically going off of what I previously put? Yes. And you want to know what popped up on mine when I searched CIA sex slave industry? An what? Amazon book called Mind Controlled Sex Slaves and the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, read that book. Buy it and read it. It's uh, colon. Oh, it Did actually. The CIA turned innocent c- citizens into mind-controlled sex slaves. It actually came. It came up on the search for Google too. It said mind-controlled sex slaves and the CIA on Amazon.com. You can literally buy this book. What the heck? Okay. I mean, can what you other articles? Other books are out there? What other articles do you see besides the book? Uh, let me so I see uh, trafficking in persons, the World Factbook. International it's bringing up things for F, like actual yeah. things for FBI for me. Uh, see, it actually comes up with the uh, CIA statistics oh, and trafficking. Says it says international trafficking in women in the United States, 2021 trafficking in persons. I, th- I this think this says is just a CIA lot of CIA whistleblower part one exposing the roles of. Yeah, and it, it has a lot of uh, it says Russian. The story of and how it has some Russian word. Yeah. On <laughs> Says the story of how the CIA uses war zones to garner kids for the sex slave business. Oh, is that is that what no. you? Oh. No, okay. I got human trafficking, modern modern enslavement of immigrant women. No, and then to do it just okay, says I mind control again. The US. I got another one that says mind control sex slaves in the CIA, a collection yeah. of essays. And then the Nick Redfern one coming up next. Which one's that one? The one at the bottom. Yeah, that's the one I'm <laughs> clicking on right now. A collection of essays and interviews about Project Monarch. Is no. that what you're going to talk about? No. So as of right now, nothing that we've brought up matches what you're about to expose. Yes. Expose oh, it. So in Florida, there's these two guys sitting in a in a park. They're dressed in suits, and they had these dirty kids with them. And the kids were dirty. They were just playing in the park. <coughs> And a concerned citizen, or actually I think it was a cop, I'm going based off of memory. There's a whole article and stuff. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, So this cop goes up to them and is like, what the freak? These two guys in suits that are clean have a bunch of dirty kids with them, and they have a big van transporting these kids. So uh, the cop brings in the guys, and they bring in the children. And... uh. After a little bit, after uh, doing it, they didn't really talk or anything. And then, uh, long story short, they get told that. Uh, Wait, hold on. I'm I'm a little confused because you're going through this very like. Uh, it, it's very tiresome. Like it, it's not coming well, together for me in my because mind because of the way you're you're, okay, you're okay, okay. describing it. Let me start so over. Let me start. I, let me just start over. Okay, please. Okay, no, what the real story is, is that there's these two guys in suits at a park, and they had children that were, like, dressed, uh, they were just dirty, and they had tattered clothes on. Okay. And they also had a van with them. And this cop comes around, and he sees the guy, the two men in suits, with a bunch of little kids that are playing in the park. And he's like, that kind of looks suspicious, because they're driving around in a giant van, they're wearing suits while the kids are, like, Dirty, wearing old clothes. Very strange to walk by and go, two males in nice suits that would be considered probably like uh, men with money Mm -hmm. in a playground next to a big van with a bunch of children that aren't uh, well kept. Yes. So they had six minor children ages seven to two years old. And they were identified as both coming from Washington, D.C., 
and who were arrested the previous day on charges of child abuse. The police received an anonymous telephone call relative to well-dressed white men wearing suits and ties in Meyer Park in Tallahassee, Florida, apparently watching six dirty and unkept children in the playground area. They were near a 1980 Blue Dodge van bearing Virginia license plate number XHW557. That's not important. So the they looked at the kids, and they were covered in insect bites. They were dirty. Most of the children were not wearing underwear, and all the children had not been bathed in many days. The men were arrested and charged with multiple counts of child abuse and lodging lodged in the Leon County Jail. Once the custody of the men... Once in custody, the men were somewhat somewhat evasive in their answers to the police regarding the children and stated only that they were the children's teachers and all were en en route to Mexico to establish a school for brilliant children. The children tentatively were identified as Mary Holland, white female, age 7, Max, white male, (laughs) age 6, Benjamin, white male, age 4, Honeybee, White female, age three. BB, white male, age two. And John Paul, white male, age two. The children initially indicated that they lived in tents in a commune in Washington, D.C. area and were going to Mexico to a school for smart kids. This office contacted the office of the RAC slash D.C. and spoke with SS slash A, Bob Harold. I don't know what SS slash A is. This agent requested telephone numbers and names of police persons in the area departments that might be aware of said activities described by the children and to follow up on the leads, which were the Virginia license plate number, and to check the men's names with local law enforcement. So basically they were just doing background checks on the guys to see if there was any, like, if, like, their stories were matched up with uh, the intel that the local police had. Mm-hmm. A short time later, this office was contacted by Detective Jim Bradley of the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department. Bradley indicated that the cause, that the case here in Tallahassee appeared to be strongly related to a case he was currently working in Washington, D.C. area. He stated that the actions of the two men in custody in Tallahassee relative relative the children just might give the case enough probable cause for search warrants to search premises occupied by a cult group called The Finders. This agent directed Bradley to telephone TPD and discuss with police directly any activities forthcoming relative to instant case, to the instant case. At this time, it was determined that there was no custom violations found to exist and therefore this case being closed pending receipt of additional information. So the case was closed because they couldn't, I mean, there's nothing wrong with two guys with a bunch of dirty kids. <laughs> when when was this actually, Jacob? What year? It was in the 80s. Okay. That's what I was, I was trying to figure out because I hadn't heard of any of this recently. No. Okay. This was in the 80s. Do you remember running around, people asking you that? Well, I remember being in a playground and these two suited men, they kept calling me John Paul. Uh-huh. But I didn't understand that. Anyway, uh, yeah. that, that's Anyways, just, let me just go so back our listeners it. know, so we're th- using uh, Paul's middle name. Okay. His first name is John. Anyways. Name Paul. <laughs> so a bunch of uh, police department, the Me- D.C. Metropolitan Police Department, who wanted to investigate it further, 
This guy does investigate it further, but then later he gets told, um, I was advised that all the passport data had been turned over to the State Department for their investigation. The State Department in turn advised MPD, Metropolitan Police Department, that all travel and use of the passports by the holders of the passports was within the law and no action should be would be taken. This included travel to Moscow, North Korea, and North Vietnam from the late 50s to the mid-1970s. The individual further advised me of circumstances which indicated that the investigation into the activity of the finders had become a CIA internal matter. The MPD report has been classified secret and was not available for review. I was advised that the FBI had withdrawn from the investigation several weeks prior and that the FBI Foreign Counterintelligence Division had directed MPD not to advise the FBI Washington Field Office of anything that had transpired. No further, ac- no further information will be available. No further action will be taken. Action to be taken by LESD slash text. No action will be taken on the basis of this report. So after you kind of went over all of that, I actually, since you've given me more information, I uh-huh. was able to search this, uh-huh. and I actually found an article from the Tallahassee doc, uh, uh, Democrat. Okay. It's a it's a it's a news article uh, from them, and it's uh, it's from actually 2019. However, it's actually goes over. These particular individuals. So I can read it or give you a synopsis. I feel like reading it will be better. Yeah, because okay. you're not going to be able to synopsis that fast. Okay. So basically, uh, uh, let me read you. It's uh, it's an article from the Tallahassee document uh, Democrat. I don't know why I want to keep saying document. Uh, Tallahassee uh, Democrat. It's by Jeffrey Schrewers. Uh, he put his t- the title of the article is FBI releases finders files after three decades declassifying investigation linked to the Tallahassee child abuse case. The FBI unlocked the, its vault recently and released hundreds of documents related to the finders and a Tallahassee child abuse case that sparked a bizarre federal investigation into allegations of Satan worship and child pornography involving an eccentric com- commune in Washington, D.C., the arrest of the two well-dressed men in suits tending to six motley bug-bitten children made sensational headlines in 1987 when they were identified as members of the Finders, a secretive com- commune that based its teachings on the writings of the Chinese philo- philosopher Lao Tin. Ah, it explains why they went to North Korea and Vietnam and what other one? Uh, Russia. Russia. Eh, Russia, not so much, but. Yeah. So it's basically uh, from the Chinese. But they're yeah. right there. So. The Tallahassee do- uh, Democrat covered the story ex- extensively at the time and headlines about the strange group that preached completely passively in the face of danger spread across newspaper nationwide. So let me stop you real quick. Still, after knowing that, I guess the, the CIA were investigating them. So they were like, hey, don't worry about all this information. Give us information. It was classified still. It was was still classified. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, hey, well, yeah, that's weird. We're going to go investigate some more. Like, oh, the CIA is taking over it. It was just sealed. And it became an internal CIA (laughs) matter. From what it seems, but this was also in in the uh, FBI vaults as well. 
Huh. Yeah. So right here it says the mysterious finder organization in Washington, D.C. has been the subject of unproven conspiracy theories for decades, often linked to similar theories involving shadowy government agencies and child sex rings. It is the top requested topic, according to the FBI's Vault webpage. So I guess many people search for this topic mm-hmm. on the uh, FBI website. Douglas Emmerman and James Michael Hollowell were pulled over in a van and arrested in February of 1987 in Tallahassee. Ever witnesses reported seeing them in a Myers Park with six scruffy, hungry children between the ages of two and eleven. It says, "You have from two to seven, right?" Yeah. So now they're changing the details. So what happened when uh, the two men got arrested? How uh, one of the men, he actually fell to the ground and refused to stand up, and refused to answer questions. And they you know, were, you know, what kind of people who do that? Guilty people, lizard people. Oh, lizard people. I was gonna say possum people, or okay. po- yeah, they just play possum. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and the men were charged with uh, misdemeanor uh, child abuse, and they were held on a uh, hundred thousand dollars. I was gonna say like a hundred thousand. Is that why you moved your seat <laughs> to the other corner? You know, the fans are going off, and it's gonna just. But um, you could have just ran over there and farted. So they didn't just get like off scot free. Like the original. Well, when was your story, Jacob? Nineteen eighty-seven. It was written then. Uh, it wasn't written. It was reports. Oh, okay. the FBI reports. Ah, uh, okay. Well, not FBI. It was mostly like the police department reports and. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it wasn't a news article. No. Okay. So what 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 had you said that uh that they were charged but. It's not well like in the reports. Well, it makes sense now because I was like, "Well, why didn't say anything about them being charged?" Because that's just the police reports. They were told not to do anything, pretty much. And so now yours, I guess, the journalist dug into it a little more and figured out that, I guess, later on down the road from that police, you know, that they're one of them was actually charged with something. I'm glad you think that. Now let me finish the article. Oh, ah, aha. Unable to locate the mothers, police placed the children in state custody. Six weeks later, after the investigation that went all the way to D.C., the men were released from custody. Oh. The state dropped charges against the men in March. After receiving at least 500 calls from women claiming to be the mothers of the children, the actual mothers were ultimately found and traveled to Tallahassee to get their children back. One of the mothers decided to stay and raise their children in Tallahassee. Federal agents concluded that there was no evidence of criminal activity and dropped the case against the finders. So, let me see. So there's two men rolling around a van with like six kids. No, 11 kids who are in their underwear, not taken care of. And authorities find this out, get the guys, put the children in foster care, but then nothing comes of it. They don't get charged or anything. Nothing. They the, get the, most likely get the kids back and they keep the on mo- the way. The of mothers come back for their children. No, no other information about what happened. How did your children like question the mothers to like, yeah, how wh- did these men get your children? Yeah. No missing case reports or anything like that. It would, at least the article doesn't state that it's like, 
just some strange men holding oh, a bunch hey, of kids. Oh, hey, thanks for having my. Thanks for calling me about my kid. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I'll see you later. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'll I'll stay in Tallahassee. This looks like a good place to live. One yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Then they get the charges dropped on all of them. Yeah. And so, they're just then they walk off scot free. So here's more interesting words from the article. So the article goes on to say federal agents concluded that there was no evidence of criminal activity and dropped the case. It would have been swept into the annals of FBI case history, except for a Stewart. Florida resident named Skip Clements, who had been researching the finders for years. He claimed the U.S. Customs Service called off the investigation at the behest of the CIA. So the CIA actually called it off. And so the FBI basically dropped everything. Which he says was using the commune as a front for train for training agents. So what they're saying is that the finders were actually just a training facility for CIA agents. So that makes sense because the real quick search on the finders says the finders were an international community and a cult founded in Washington D.C. D.C. in the early 1970s by a former Air Force Master Sergeant. A.K. Marion Petit Petty, Petty, yeah. The yeah. movement loosely based its teachings on, among others, are the writings of philosopher Lao yeah. Tzu. Well, here's even more interesting. So the guy that had been researching the finders for a while, Mr. Skip, Mr. Skip actually found two Congress members to look into it and sparked a Justice Department investigation. What do you think happened to those two congressmen? They were suicided. They suicided themselves. Both congressmen have since died. What a surprise. No, uh, don't know what, how they died or anything. This article does not state it. Maybe natural causes. I don't know. This was in 1987, so it might have been old Congress people. maybe. I don't know. Once again, the uh, Democrat reported on the uh, alleged cover-up conspiracy. The 324-page file released by FBI Thursday included redacted memos, D.C. Metro Police reports, search mm-hmm. warrant affidavits, and FBI field offer office reports describing how a tip to the Justice Department led to the reopening the Finder's case. Oh, yeah, I'm looking over those documents right now. On November 5th, 1993, memos said that the Department of Justice requested the investigation after receiving a tip covering child sex abuse and brainwashing by the finders, and what role, if any, the U.S. intelligence community played in stopping the investigation of 1987. So basically, mm-hmm. there was some kind of weird uh, s- test and study going on again with the CIA that involved children, and as the investigation went in, they basically shut it down. Well, let me... Kind of reminds me. This of is a article that had randomly pulled up, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty interesting." But government tests AIDS drugs on foster kids. This happened, uh, like, eighties, nineties, two thousands. In yeah. uh, Illinois, Louisiana, Maryland, New York, North Carolina, Colorado, and Texas. And from what I, the little that I read, real quick, is that they. We're doing these, giving uh, age drugs to these kids who had them to help them because they're foster kids and blah, blah, blah. You know, they wanted to help them. But the real thing was that they were testing uh, unreleased, like, age drugs on them. 
and these foster uh-huh. kids didn't have, you know, people to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They Com- to basically to confide they into advocates them. for yeah. them, you know, advocates. So they were you. just, they were just doing these <laughs> tests on them and giving them, uh, drugs and the side effects were bad. There were, it said in Illinois, there was another 200 foster kids in the eight studies. In New York, 142. So, maybe a little connection there? Maybe. <laughs> so, here's here's more, more inf- interesting information uh, from the article. So, basically, uh, the, the um, documents from the FBI agent that uh, F- FBI reports uh kind of give the information about it refers to child uh sex abuse in Miami that led to the information of a large well organized scheme which was used by at least one num- one member of congress to reauthorize the investigation into organized sex abuse the memo said in october 1993 a source whose name was redacted but is likely clements uh met with the us rep charlie rose to discuss a group called the finders the memo said the fbi f- file the FBI file out of the Jacksonville office referred to the 1987 arrest of Armament and Howell in uh, Tallahassee. Another document referred to the efforts by another congressman, Tom Lewis, to introduce a resolution required to customers to reinstate the child pornography and protection unit after learning child abuse arrest and convictions have fallen by half and staff time to one-fourth of previous levels. Back in 1987, the Tallahassee police contacted the U.S. Customs Service uh, service, which got in touch with the D.C. Metro Police Department to investigate. Prior to the arrest of the two men in Tallahassee, the D.C. Metro Police had been told by a confidential source that the finders were using children in a ba- brainwashing technique and strange rituals by their group, but the source had not witnessed any actual child abuse. You're, I'm <laughs> I literally found this page on the FBI doc list, and you're reading it as I was <laughs> going down I was like oh <laughs> the actual article no the actual the actual FBI thing oh the actual report yeah. you found the actual report that is basically verbatim of what I'm reading yeah wow it says TPD contacted the local customs office which subsequently contacted the WDC area customs office which in turn contacted MPD special a- special agent uh, redacted customs uh, provided the information concerning the arrest of redacted to MPD ad- intelligence on the information on their Washington, D.C. addresses. Prior to uh, February 5th, 1987, MPD redacted had received information from a con- confidential source that a group of people calling themselves the Finders were conducting brainwashing, technique, brainwashing techniques at redacted. The source reported... Uh, children were used in rituals by the group, but reported source never observed an actual child abuse. So here you go. Here's here's more information from the article that you probably, it might actually be in there, mm-hmm. in that report from the FBI, is that um, I believe those mothers of those six children were actually part of the finders group. Because it states, a joint investigation with the FBI DC field office led to identifying and interviewing of the mothers of the six children two of the fathers and other key members of the group. So basically the mothers who came to Tallahassee to pick up the children were actually part of the finders group. Mm. They all said they were part of the, of an alternative lifestyle communal type 
association of intellectuals who have chosen to live the way they do. So basically, the children. The, the reason you didn't get any more information on this is because what it appears to be is that the mothers have a, allowed these two men to actually take their children. So that's probably why it all became. It, it turned into nothing at the mm-hmm. end of it all. But there is a group. There was a group out there called the the finders and the mothers actually let these men take their children. Yeah. Two, two pages down. It says that, that neither group are engaged in sex with the children, that no ritualized abuse occurred, that the finders are not a satanic group and that the children are in fact, the offspring of the mothers interviewed. Yeah. All of the mothers of the three fathers interviewed agreed to be a polygraph concerning their testimony. Interesting. Very interesting. There's a lot of redacted stuff in here, though. Yeah. There's well, like it, three it, sentences in this one page. It kind of makes me... Uh, did, did you ever see the movie... Um, redacted? Is it, is that what it was called? No. With an uh, old boy from um, Star Wars, the new, the new, the newer <coughs> Star Wars? No. What's I his name? Kyle, Kyle Ren, that guy? Kylo? What's, yeah, what's his real name is uh, in real life? I don't know. He looks weird, though. He looks like a weird alien. So he actually pay, played like a, uh, a congressman staffer. And he was investigating, like, uh, the waterboarding that happened in Afghanistan and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And he came up with this 700-page report. And uh, the CIA and FBI told him, like, you can't you can't put that out there. We need to read it and uh, take some stuff out for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, they basically redacted almost the entire document. I mean, there was literally pages that were completely, like, blacked out. Uh-huh. And he's like... Oh, that I- reminds me of that Trump thing. <laughs> the Trump FBI thing. Yeah. And all the documents are just black. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to, we have to black it out for the safety of uh, the whistleblowers and, and people who let us know information. And when you look at the, uh, the Trump documents, like, everything is redacted, basically. Yeah. Like, there's seven pages and everything redacted, everything that's not redacted can actually make a, a half a page of the words. I mean, like literally... Yeah, have you seen the have you seen the redacted version of the uh, Trump things? <laughs> it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Even I redacted being first duly sworn. Let's see if they uh if the Lisa, okay. I don't really have the documents where you can see them. So here, here's uh, here's some documents. Oh, somebody's making a joke that it when you redact it all, it states "Make America Great Again." That's obviously made up. I was trying to find the documents because they actually had somebody had posted them up. Most of them. It's funny that you can't find the documents anymore. That's going to be turned into a memory hole. That probably like how I'm these, trying to I try to Google like the, the DOJ. Yeah, like how these documents from like the police department that they wrote up that they took literally have secret <laughs> written at the top and bottom <laughs> <laughs> of the pages. Adam Driver is his name. Adam Driver. I'm trying to look for that movie, but it it was it ended up being a really good movie. That he came out on. Official DOJ. It's weird. Oh, it's called. It's it's the movie's actually was in 2019. It's called The Report. 
But basically, he does a lot of research on torture techniques that happened in Afghanistan and in Iraq. And so he writes this big old long report, and they they have like a meeting to talk about what needs to be redacted and not redacted. And so there's basically pages he lifts up and goes, this is a page of nothing. You've literally blocked out every single word on this page. Yeah. So like, and that's basically what they did with a lot of the Trump affidavit uh, with, with the warrant that they have is they back basically blacked it out. But what I was going to say about. Um, yeah, that's like a technique that they use is um, if they don't want something to get out, they'll say that it's classified. And they need to redact it all. Yeah. And they basically just wipe out everything. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. That was it. That's that, that's interesting though. I mean, I had actually. Did, did y'all ever a picture? Yeah, there <laughs> you go. See that? He's like, <laughs> look, entire page, the entire page blacked out. Yeah, it's like it has sensitive information in people's names. But uh, if y'all haven't yeah, seen that movie, you should watch it. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, but it shows you the amount of power different entities in the government have to keep that information away from us, you know? Yeah. And all in the name of, of safety and secrecy, 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 idiocracy is what I find. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Jacob, that was, uh, that was, that was they redacted torture. Yeah. From (laughs) his thing. Every time you mentioned torture, it got redacted. Yeah. They had to redact a, bu- I mean, literally, you saw the pages. That's that. That was real life pages that were being redacted. Mm-hmm. All right, that's nonstop. let's get on to our next memory hole. Um, the sheriff's office of Pasco County, Florida, harasses people in their own homes using a method they call predictive policing. The program ha- the program has unfolded like a dystopian nightmare for the Pasco County residents. It has ensnared who have been subject to near-constant police surveillance and harassment. Where was this at? Uh, Pasco County, Florida. A lot of stuff happening over there in Florida, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, you wanted to look you, it up. You know what that uh, You know what that sounds like? What, what was that movie with? Uh, Minority Report? Yeah, Minority Report, where they, like, envision what the, the person's going to do, the crime they're going to do, and they arrest them before they get to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, that's kind of messed up. So basically, the idea was to harass the people. I don't think that was minority. So report. much that they would move out of the county. I think it was minority report, wasn't it? No, was it? Oh yeah, it was. It was. I'm sorry. Yeah, minority report. So their 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 whole objective to doing this was to get people to move out of the county, like people who they didn't want. Yeah. So they would uh they would get like people's children, who had committed like petty crimes, and through their algorithm. They identified them as people who would potentially become criminals. Uh, so they would go to the family's houses and just harass them. Like uh, if their grass was too tall, they'd bring like a ruler out and measure their grass and just try to write citations for anything that they could find. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That sounds like they're more inciting them to commit crime because... Yeah. <laughs> The well, law enforcement or whatever is just on them and, like, abusing them. Yeah, and they would go up to them, like, just random hours in the day or sometimes in the night, they just randomly knock on the door and be like, hey, is so-and-so there? Can I talk to them? And they would just harass them all the time. 
So hoping that they would move out of the county. Yeah. So again, with more information, like when you first brought it up, I tried to Google it right away. I wasn't finding anything, but with more information that you gave me with, uh, I typed in basically Pascal's, uh, predictive policing and boom, pop uh, a website popped up right away. And it's basically a place where they can actually report the abuse that's happening from these, this sheriff's department. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it's called, uh, the Institute for justice, um, and it's, uh, pa- Pascal predictive policing and uh-huh. they actually write in the, like at the beginning of it, it states, yeah, they have a video on YouTube too. Yeah. It says the sheriff's office of Pascal County, Florida harasses people in their own homes using a method called the predictive policing. The program has unfolded like a dystopian nightmare for the Pascal County residents. Uh, it has in, ensnared who have been subject to near constant police surveillance and harassment. The sheriff's office claims a program goal is to predict and prevent crimes before it happens by targeting people they suspect may commit crimes in the future, <laughs> dubbing the approach intelligence-led policing. Hey, <laughs> you might commit a crime sometime in the future. Could be tomorrow. Could be 10 years from now. Could yeah. be like the day before you die. This euphemism. Don't do it. <laughs> this, this euphemism may make it seem like there's thoughtfulness to the approach, but there's nothing fair or smart about it. Your five-year-old threw a rock. That's it. He's going to be... He could uh, rob the bank in 15 years. So you know what? Yep. We're taking him right now. Leave now. We're literally putting him in juvenile. <laughs> we're going uh, to send him straight to prison. He's going to grow up in the prison. Yeah. <laughs> we're putting him in the prison, in the pen, uh, pri- penitentiary. That's crazy. We'd rather have him there than... Harassing banks in I the future. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of this particular subject before, but I had heard of people like doing like uh, trying to find a way to like do predictive policing. It's just funny that I hadn't known of this actually happening in Florida. Of all places, who would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> that Florida. This what happened in Florida. I well, mean, and this they're was, just trying to stay ahead of Florida man. And this was actually recent, huh, Jacob? Uh, yes, it was. Well, yeah, with algorithms and everything, I would assume <clears throat> it'd be. Last year. Yeah, it was oh, just wow. last year that they started <laughs> doing this. Like, that's crazy. What? I don't understand. Predictive policing. I can understand if they're like, hey, here's a cr- high crime area where, you know, some crimes may be committed and may be yeah. going up. But to make it personal, because this kid... <laughs> made a petty theft or something and I'm pretty sure went through the court system to pay his crime or whatever it was yeah. to then go back to them and harass them on a daily basis because they may do it again yeah. well, which which I come back to is like it's inciting them to go do it again yeah well and I think it's interesting that I hadn't I mean had you heard of this before jo- no. Joseph Jacob other than before minority you, report. Before you look this up, have you heard of it? Uh, I saw it in the news. You saw it on the news? Not like on the major news, but I just like, uh, I was scrolling through getting my Reddit karma up and I saw this article. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's, that's the interesting part though, right? Is that I don't, re- I watch major news networks, CNN, Fox News and all of them. And I like to watch like what's happening in other states every now and then when something mm-hmm. is brought up. I never heard or saw any of this on the major news networks at all. Like you would think that this would be a hot topic, especially during like the, especially uh, right now with how the police are and yeah. everything. And, well, the, uh, 
how the sentiment with police officers is right now, right? Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of... Right now, there's a huge division between those who are Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, and all mm-hmm. that other uh, the divisive uh, groups. Instead of just saying like we're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's there's a divisiveness. You would think that this would bring in more viewership for those who like like that kind of stuff to like create more division. Yeah, you would think that this would be a particular subject that they would uh, be plastering everywhere. Which I think this is my first time that it, I've heard of predictive policing, but I don't. Maybe I heard about it, but I wasn't. It I didn't probably pay wasn't to, it. to this extent. Yeah. of predictive Harassing policing people. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in their own oh, home. Oh, like uh, stop and search or stop and frisk. Maybe what something like. Um, I know they used to do it in New York. Stop and frisk or something like that. I can't remember, but I, I think it. I think that's interesting. I mean. It, I think it's interesting because we're talking about like uh, memory holes mm. and things that just aren't out there to the public eye. And this is literally like kind of hidden away in there. And it just recently happened. How many of our listeners have heard of this before and how many haven't? Probably you know? almost none. All right. You ready to go I to think, the next uh, one? Real quick, where the stop and frisk thing where you're going to is that it was done like illegally. Like, um, I, it was like sort of like predictive programming, right? They would just stop and frisk people. I don't well, think it was a stop and frisk. I think it was more of a the, uh, the issue with it was and grope. <laughs> no, it was like an ID thing where like you, it, they had the. Uh, well, you they have to know who you are, and the thing was that you have they have to have a reason to stop and frisk you. Oh, and a lot of it was like race based. They were just like, oh, mm-hmm. black guy here, let's just stop him and find something yeah. on him when there wasn't any reason to stop and frisk him. And I don't know. Maybe they found something on them. I don't know. All right. <laughs> you ready to go to the next memory hole? Let's do it. I'm ready for the this next one. This one is from Canada. I'm not sure if it's going to be in French or not. So uh, Dry and ready for the next let's hole. Let's play it. You, oh, it's a video? Wow. Um, so if we're fighting this disease from, you know, from the sky, from the land, and from the sea, so to speak, there also seems to be another kind of hesitancy and I'm speaking about um, treatment drugs. Uh, there's a hesitancy to talk about ivermectin. There's a hesitancy to to try it. It seems maybe you know something more about what our health system is doing. But there's certainly news that ivermectin. I mean, Dr. Alessandro Stanton, an oncologist working at, with a laboratory at Yale believes that uh, ivermectin could be very... Can you hear it? Yeah, but bring it to the speaker. You keep moving away from the speaker. Yeah. But it's not yeah, on the speaker but the speaker's anymore. right there. Oh. Yeah. Let me see if this is turned up. Uh, it's not turning... It's not turn. There's no sensitivity. This doesn't affect how... It sounds on the computer. It just affects how it sounds in your headphones. Well, yeah, because I could, I could barely hear. I could hear. I don't know if it's because I'm so close to the computer, but I could hear it off of the computer better than I could hear it on my headset, which means you might so not be able to hear. He tried it. There you go. Of course, he's That's good. to try it, but it has helped many, many people. Yeah, that, there you Are go. That's doing good. It? Okay. He will. Okay. Let me know if you can't hear it. I heard it fine. He will. Um, so if we're fighting this disease from, you know, from the sky, from the land, and from the sea, so to speak, there also seems to be another kind of hesitancy. 
and I'm speaking about um, treatment drugs. Uh, there's a hesitancy to talk about ivermectin. There's a hesitancy to to try it. It seems maybe you know something more about what our health system is doing, but there's certainly news that ivermectin. I mean, Dr. Alessandro Sarantin, an oncologist working at, with a laboratory at Yale, believes that uh, ivermectin could be very effective. He's worked with it. He's tried it. And, of course, he's not the only one. Uh, it's apparently a drug that does no harm in particular. It's not got a big risk to try it, but it has helped many, many people. Are we doing anything with that? And if not, why not? We're pursuing uh, domestic research that we hope can lead to uh, better vaccine availability in the future, perhaps uh, not uh, during this uh, wave, but uh, when we need uh, uh, boosters in coming years or if there's another pandemic to have Canadian research available. And we have production, of course, in Manitoba. It's our, our leading industry is drug manufacturing. Uh, I just want to say uh, thanks to all uh, concerned. Uh, for the rain, uh, our fire situation, though not uh, fully addressed, has uh, been significantly reduced in terms of its danger uh, as a consequence of this rain. And, of course, when farmers make money, we're all better off. And uh, this is a billion-dollar rain for our ag community. So uh, uh, I want to thank the people in charge uh, for making that rain available. Keep up the great work. Thanks, everybody. Sorry, what? Wait, so uh, what? <laughs> I'm I'm a little confused. Was because he supposed to be answering the question? <laughs> I felt like two things happened on this thing that you just showed us. One, you're talking about ivermectin, yes. and you're talking about the far the pharmaceutical companies. Yes. Then this guy goes on to say that he's thankful for the people who produce the rain. <laughs> <laughs> the, the farmers make money. That's good for everyone. So is, I, I, is I, he implying like pharmaceutical companies have been making rain? I don't know. That's the thing about this. He just goes on, and starts talking about random stuff. Yeah, he. Who, there, who is? Who so there's was a, answering. Wait, so who was that? Are 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 these two uh, individuals, the woman and this man, both in the same conference? Or uh, this is like one of those C-SPAN where the person calls in, and he's answering questions of the. Oh, okay. So he's okay. so she. She's call, she talks about ivermectin and being a, a source of helping the virus, uh -huh. right? And he ag starts agreeing a little bit and saying, yes, our manufacturers uh, of uh, pharmaceuticals are number one in the country. No, he, go he then says, goes on to talk about rain. Yeah. Well, he's like, oh, I got to get away from this it, subject. It's, it's so like, uh, the rain, we got rain. Well, so that's the what I'm fire, saying. Like, our fire probability his first went response, down. His first response made it sound like he was responding to her in the ivermectin, uh -huh. but then just started rambling on about rain and how the people <laughs> who produced it, we are thankful to them. Thank you for the people who produced the rain. It's great for the farmers. The farmers so make money. It's good for everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So this is the premier of Manitoba in Canada. Uh, so what does what it I mean? Got out of it, does the yeah. wording mean different? In Canada? I don't, I don't think <laughs> what so. What I got over it first, he starts, he wants to avoid the ivermectin. So he starts talking about the vaccines like, yeah, the, the vaccines are great. We're going to make sure everybody gets a vaccine. And, you know, we make vaccines here in uh, Manitoba or Winnipeg or whatever, wherever they are. Um, so that's good for us because we make the vaccines. You know, that brings a lot 
and there's a lot of forest fires, and thank goodness for the rain because uh, we it was need not it a because smooth, our like, farmers transition. our farmers need to grow their cops, and that's a billion dollar industry. But then the weird thing at the end was when he says, thank "Thanks for making make money. We're all better off, and uh, this is a billion dollar rain for our ag community." So uh, uh, I want to thank the people in charge uh, for making that rain available. <laughs> I want a billion that, dollar that's, rain. That's, I want to thank the did people. Did he say for our ad community, ag industry, like our oh. agricultural industry? Yeah, he's literally like he's saying it out I there. I want to thank the people for making that happen, oh, for uh, making the rain happen. That uh, billion I thank dollar people in charge uh, for making that rain available. <laughs> hey, thanks. I appreciate you, you releasing it, that rain. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. You're talking about ivermectin and vaccines. <laughs> And then just decide to go off and say thank you for the people who made the rain <laughs> available available for, for us. us. Appreciate it. There's <laughs> there's <laughs> something there's a connection here <laughs> that we're missing, and it's very confusing because I was like, okay, the wait, yeah, props? It, like he starts farmers, he starts rambling on about now. Here's here's one of the other things is that we we're, we didn't hear the whole conversation. Did somebody else bring up like rain and agriculture and things? Uh, maybe. Or was the whole conversation about vaccines and ivermectin? Well, he's supposed to be answering the lady's question. But that's what I was going to say. But the whole conversation that he was interacting with an individual talking about ivermectin and vaccines, why go off into a conversation about rain and forest fires and then thanking the billion-dollar well, industry. Let, me, let me answer that for you. So when... In these kind of scenarios, when they call in, they say, okay, we're going to ask a question. They may screen them a little bit, and then they start to answer the question. But what we had here was, um, you know, here we have the fires, and it's been pretty great, uh, bad so far. So I just want to thank everyone who allowed the rain to come in here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, and I think... uh, I wasn't as smooth as him transitioning into the rain and thanking people for it. Yeah. (laughs) See, I don't think, but he's not the one who called in. He was answering the questions of the people calling in. Yeah, I know. It was it was a whole but joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I I think we caught uh, a little bit of the Canadian government into the whole uh, weather um, weather control. Al- yeah, weather control and uh, alternating weather. Yeah, DARPA. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, DARPA. it's a known thing that they have the ability to. Uh, alter well, it's, the weather. It's, uh, that's why. That's why I always think it's interesting when they say, "Oh, we're having a drought. We're having a drought," but they have the ability to create rain. Yeah. So, are you not causing that drought on your own, knowing that you know, or are you cre- are you creating the drought, or are you creating the rain? Because if you can create both things, you can cr- you can control people. Because mm-hmm. it's. They can they make it rain in Saudi Arabia. It's, yeah, what, uh, cloud seeding. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If they can make it rain, they know how not to make it rain, and they to create da- droughts in the U.S. Making rain on them both, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Or do you think that droughts are natural and the rains are unnatural? I'm not sure. Maybe a bit uh, of both. I would have to assume that the droughts are unnatural. You would think that they're unnatural to that extent. Well. Yeah, to the extent that some of them see. Yeah, especially, yeah. I just, it's 
DARPA. I I think during the Harvey and all of that, I think they uh, I think the weather was controlled and they they didn't know how to stop it at that time. So Houston got destroyed by the floods. It was like a test, yeah, a test run. It was like one of those. Uh, there was like, oh shoot, yeah, like, let's make we'll, we'll make it rain just a little bit. Yeah, let's see let's see what happens when we go a little bit higher on this test. Yeah, They're like let's see if yeah. we can control it, and they couldn't control it so much, so it just stagnated there. Yeah, and it rained and rained and rained, yeah. and they're like, are <laughs> they're we? Like, oh shoot. Are, Cancel it, and it, the natural winds just pushed it yeah. up and out. <laughs> They're like, are we, I think we were the test, I think Houston was the test to see if they can uh, keep the rain in one spot and flood an area. Mm-hmm. And it was proven. Yeah. Because you think that, uh, the, like it's happened to Louisiana quite a bit, right? It's crazy how much Louisiana uh-huh. gets hit. Yeah. Is But Houston, when crazy. it got hit, we, we, have, we got hit pretty bad, but we haven't, we've been able to recover quite easily i mean we had harvey and then we had like what was it called the uh the tax day floods yeah too mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. and those those were heavy that was that was pretty nasty too i and mean then, it was right uh, after harvey and then well not so much rain but like the valentine's day when yeah. it got frozen everything got frozen over yeah kind of crazy jacob that's when they were testing their freeze <laughs> it's just freeze rays <laughs> you're like yeah man Jacob, <laughs> what does he got? All right. Uh, here, here, you me, ready for our next quick, memory Let me hole? real quick go back to Harvey. Okay. This is where it was like pushing up there. Like, let's try to control it to move it left or right. And it got stagnated. And they're like, let's push it down. And it went out. Yeah. How it just went straight up and then straight back down. We've never seen this before. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It rained for days. Yeah. <laughs> I was, wouldn't the rain just run out eventually? Did they fill the tank up? That's the thing, right? <laughs> With the rain? Like, it's not, it wasn't just, well, I guess uh, monsoon season down in, like, uh, South America and other Asian countries, like, it rains for multiple days, you know? Yeah. Sure. Well, I was thinking about the movie, um, God, what was the movie? It, it's on Amazon now, but... There was a group of like little soccer kids and their coach. They went into a cave. It started raining and they got oh, caught. Yeah. And they had to go like rescue them. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we have to wait for the rain to stop. And like three, four days later, the rain was still going. But that was like monsoon season. Yeah. And it was filling up the cave. But do we, is that natural in North America and our part of the, the, the world to have rain for that many days in a row that it floods, that, that it's literally a 500 year flood? Sure. Not sure. Wow. You need some caffeine, Jacob? Uh no, I want to get to the next one. <laughs> oh, okay. Go Sticking ahead. with talking with vaccines. Uh so we go to the C D C dot gov. On July nineteenth, twenty twenty two, their site their site reported facts about mRNA vaccines. And let's read a little bit. It says the MR- mRNA and the spike protein do not last long in the body. That's Facts about the COVID-19 vaccine. The mRNA and spike protein do not last long in the body. So wait. Our cells break down mRNA from these vaccines and get rid of it within a few days after vaccination. Scientists estimate that the spike protein, like other proteins our body creates, may stay in the body for up to a few weeks. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And then somebody took a screenshot of the CDC... .gov, coronavirus, uh, vaccine page. Again, the facts. So this was before, 
And this now is this July is July 19th, 2020. That was July 19th, 2022. August 13th, 2022. That whole thing I just read got removed. Wow. What's up there now? Or is it just completely removed? It says the same thing. Uh, it was just about mRNA vaccines do not use any of the live virus. mRNA vaccines cannot cause infection. And then they do not interact with our DNA. But it doesn't state how how the... The part that got removed was that the mRNA and spike protein do not last long in the body. Yeah. So the... Uh, what, what would you call it when radiation's... Uh, the latency... I'm the latency, sure. the decay, radioactive decay. Oh, I just want to point out real quick: uh, North America does have a monsoon season. Oh, we do, but it affects like desert areas, like uh, New Mexico, Arizona, oh. parts of Colorado. Oh shit! All right, go ahead and look that up. Also, like obviously Mexico. Uh, what are we looking up? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, his wording. Yeah. His uh, word uh, what is the for. word for? Uh, it's not decay. It's not the life expectancy. No, it's the. Uh, what did you call that? Anything about radiation. What did you call that, Jacob? Or like it, twelve months half life. That, that yeah. Half-life. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah the the life the life of the the vaccine is basically less. Is basically two weeks or a week, right? The spike mm-hmm. protein and the other, the mRNA vaccine is only a couple of days. So basically all of this injecting and all these vaccines lead up to no protection at all. And that's probably why most people are catching the coronavirus again after getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Because the vaccine is not really working. Oh, and I do want to is point out. Is that safe out, to say on a podcast? Um, or we're gonna no, get, it's not actually. Well, okay. for some reason, our first podcast I listened to, it. there's a banner about getting true COVID information and I listened to it. There's, I couldn't find anything about COVID in it. So I don't know why it got, it has a little banner. They on deleted that from our stuff, from our stuff. You listened to the whole thing. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. Where was it was like, Oh, COVID, 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 or vaccination. I think, I think that There's was, on I, there. I, I believe that was the one where we were talking about where we were saying like, I think it was, uh, psychologically they did it wrong. They should have told people they don't need that's it. That's what and I then they uh, wanted with it. the rich people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I thought, but I couldn't find anything on there. It, it wasn't so on that particular not, podcast. Maybe I missed it, but I couldn't find mm-hmm. it. But there's a little banner on it's there. It's interesting. Well, it, it's it's interesting, but not surprising that the CDC had something posted, but then later on had it removed. And it's crazy because they think by removing it, nobody has copies of it. But most people screenshot everything now. Yeah, archive.org. Yeah. I'm not able to find another memory hole for us. So do okay. we How long have we been? There it is. Uh, about an hour. With the Puerto Rican rum. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the th- that was the one that we had was a conversation it? on. It. We were I talking it about how uh, they were... But what does that have to do with... Just because you mentioned COVID. I guess like so. It, if you just mentioned COVID... There's like a, a set of words it listens for, and yeah. it's like, okay, auto-populate the, yeah. the banner on there. Yeah. 
That's I mean, we were literally discussing how they should have went about it as opposed. We weren't telling people not to take the vaccine. We were just telling. We were just talking about how a they better way they should have done it. Yeah, to get more people vaccinated. Psychologically, you're going to get more people to do it by saying not to do it than you would yeah. get people to go. You have to do no, it. No, I because I, it only becomes more suspicious when you tell people you have to do something, and they're yeah. like, "I don't have to do anything," and it only makes them not want to do it even more. Yeah, I think the best way to do it was. I think it was you or someone. I forgot who said it, but it was like, give it to the rich first mm-hmm. and keep it away from people, but still have like have enough yeah. to where there's an upper like, why are the rich getting it? Why can't I? I, I want to get the vaccine. Yeah. Why are they getting it? And well, I can't get well, it. Well, we all want it, you know, yeah. and then be like, okay, well, you can all, ha- it's all available if you want to. Yeah. You know, and make it, make it seem like, hey, it's, it's something that you need, but we're not forcing it on you. It's up to you if you want it and then make everybody go, well, why aren't they just giving Why it to Why can't everybody? I get my yeah. COVID vaccine from a Prada yeah. syringe? I want it. I want it there. Yeah. Or uh what's the what's the one that starts with the M? Uh I don't know. M? Yeah, I think it starts Moderna? with the M. No, no, the like clothing the, the company. brand? Oh like Michael uh, Kors? Michael Kors? No. M? There's none with the M. Louis Vuitton? Oh. No, I'll find it. I'll find it. Don't worry about it. Gucci? No. Prada? Chanel? Like the Birkins? No. Hermes. It's not Hermes. Hermes. It's it's Hermes. Hermes. <laughs> Hermes yeah, Comrade. It's spelled mer- uh, Hermes. Well, I had to look up freaking... But it's Hermes. Yeah, the Birkins are made by Hermes. I had to look up Futurama character because every time I yeah. see it, I think of Hermes. Well, uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Birkins are made by Hermes. They're Birkin bags. They're like twenty twenty thousand dollars a bag. So like Hermes ridiculous. International SA, or simply Hermes, is a French luxury design house established in eighteen thirty seven. Dang, been around for a while. So, anyways, enough about Hermes. It will bring some new uh, information for you guys next week. Keep listening, like, subscribe, share with your friends. We've got a lot of good information coming to you guys for the next couple of weeks. Uh, if you haven't, Jacob, Joseph, what le- were you going to say? I was going to say, let me pull Jacob say, listen next week, man. Real good. We're going to have some deep stuff, real <laughs> no, cool stuff. No, next week we're going <laughs> to do the out-of-body experience, the Robert Malone thing. Where we put the it's the CIA what is it called? Thing. I already forgot what it was called. Ping pong balls. Yeah. Or, we're not going to do remote viewing. We're remote just viewing. the binaural beats and put the thing on our eyeballs to see if we're going to do an out body. <laughs> binaural, binaural beats. beats. So Joseph and Jacob are going to be trying remote to do an out of uh, body experience. I want to do remote. I want to try remote viewing. I don't want to do out of body. Remote viewing is like. But anyway, you got to have people to train you how to do that. Like, subscribe, yeah, share with your friends. Mm. Jake, uh, I believe Joseph said that if somebody leaves a voicemail, what were you going to say, Joseph? You keep saying voicemail. It's a voice message. No one's left a voice message, though. Pretty disappointed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one's left a voice well, message. Well, I mean... It, it, for I a free Far Out Dudes t-shirt. Well, didn't you just post those up like this past week anyway? Yeah, I did. Okay. So <laughs> let's, give them a, let's give them a chance. It's been a week. Okay. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget, like I said, share with your friends. Until next time, another week and another what, Joseph Jacob? Another far out conversation. Oh, man.